again, and welcome to the Mana Pool. Uh, this is, let's see, hang on, so the GP episode will be 269, I think? Maybe. So this should be 270? Woo! Maybe. That doesn't sound right now that I've said it out loud. Two sevens for zero. Yes, so two seven, does it have reach? No, that costs one. Yeah, yeah, this is 270, okay. Can we get a vanilla 27 for zero? We'd have to have all kinds of stuff piled onto a cobalt. Um, I would say uh, a fully affinity spire golem while you have a ley line of, what is it? What's that? What's the green ley line that gives plus zero, plus one? Ley line of vitality? Ley line of vitality, yes. There's your 27 for zero. <laughs> nice. Wow. So, we are the Mana Pool, and we, we are a bunch of dorks. <laughs> Welcome to the bad episode of the Mana Pool. <laughs> we are, at least right now, the Mana Pool, until someone shuts us down after they listen to this episode. <laughs> oh. yeah, hopefully Hasbro won't come after us. Whoops. Oh. Um, yes, we're the Mana Pool. We're brought to you, as always, by CardShark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. Oh, man, did the... Uh, did the cart optimizer go live? Um, I don't know. But I did use it for something while it was still uh, in beta. I realized that I had um, I'd never gotten around to replacing the Solemn Simulacrums in one deck that I pulled into my cough deck that I made. Mm-hmm. So I went there, and, um, and I said, well, wait a minute. Let's use the cart optimizer to see if I'm doing the best thing. And I clicked it, and it saved me $2. Hey. Like suggestion. There you yeah. go. Cardshark.com, building your future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it you helps. save money. <laughs> it, it helps because uh, the optimizer, it's just easier for the optimizer to look across different printings of the same card. Because like when you click on a card to look at prices in Cardshark, you're only seeing a list of one printing, and then you got to click on something else to see a list of other printings. Yeah. Yeah. So it was able to see that this one guy had a couple different printings of the card, so I was able to save uh, on shipping by getting all of them from that guy instead of one from him and two from another guy. Very nice. Oh, computers, is there any part of our lives that you don't make better other than, you know, building Terminator? You part. Optimized cart, ba-bam! Yeah, it is live. Awesome. So that's cool. After you put stuff in your cart, you can go to Optimized Cart, and it'll give you... Ow. Oh, look, and there's a little button that says, New Feature, and what's this? And it'll tell you all about it, so I won't bother. Let's see, it will not change your existing cart without your permission. It takes your current shopping cart and attempts to find the best combination of sellers to minimize card costs and shipping costs. It will suggest... I think it takes out basic lands, though, when it optimizes. Oh, okay. Why are you buying basic lands? What's wrong with you people? (laughs) It said it will suggest a new cart for you you if it can find a cheaper one. You then have the option to replace your current cart with the new one or keep your existing one. One good way to use the optimizer is simply to shop for the cards you want, but don't worry about the condition set seller or anything else. Just pick the quantity you want on several cards and go to your cart and run the optimizer. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, but you do also have the option to filter by uh, condition, so. Oh, okay. If you would rather just have um, near mint and slight played stuff show up, then, then you can pick those. But if you don't care, and if you want to, you know, save a few bucks by playing something that's a that's beat totally to crap, and you don't worry worry about that, then it'll do that for you. 
So I just threw a, uh, a Solemn into my cart and then hit Optimize. And it said, here's a new cart, savings of $2.48. So that's, huh, how about that? Yay, so, anyone who uses Card Chart should go check that out. And if you don't use Card Chart, hey dummy, and go check that out. Yay. I guess we should probably tell these people who we are. So I'm Chewy, the lead dork here. It is my job to host the shows. (laughs) (laughs) What in the hell was, something just fell was it a giant spider? Uh, no, it was like a dust bunny that had cut loose from something and managed to make its way to the sky. I don't know. That was really creepy. Let's assume that I breathed in the direction of uh, of the dust that's on top of my monitor. Anyway, that was it caught my eye because it fell right in front of the white part of the screen here. I was like, what the hell is that? Cause I it's thought a it was nanotech a giant... government spy drone. You bastard. I thought it was a spider. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm Chewy. And I'm, I'm a dork, and there's other dorks. And hey, dorks, who, who are you? I don't even know you people anymore. I guess Brian's BRB two seconds was longer than two seconds. I'm Mike, the rules guy, the game lore guy. And that's all for today in that respect. There might be something <laughs> else tomorrow. We'll find out. All right. I'm Dirk, the self-proclaimed greenest man alive and moral compass of the group. And I apologize to all the listeners if I sound very, very tired and exhausted because... The, the baby, you know, cried wolf last night. And we all went there and come to find out it was like, fooled you. And then, yeah. <laughs> so if I seem kind of scatterbrained and, and everything more than usual, that's the key part. Ah! Then, uh, that would be the, the, the reason why. And I'm Brian. I'm the lead rambler. My new name is Captain Big Head Jones because I made day two of a Grand Prix and I'm better than all these casual dorks. So <laughs> what am I doing here again? Oh, yeah. I'm here to tell you how much better than you I am. And now I'm going away. Adios, suckers. Yeah, aren't uh, you supposed to move to My Night Magic or something now? Should you still be here? <laughs> well, if I'm like, if I'm like Conley, you start out. Didn't he start out on Monday Night Magic? Yeah. Sure. Man, I started out in the basement. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm Brian, and I'm the lead rambler, and I love magic. And as fun as the Grand Prix was, and I'm very happy that I did as well as I did, casual magic for life, bros. Holla. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just picture the whitest guy you know saying that, and then it's like ten times more white. So, But that's what I'm here for. Jam, uh, sucker. That's racist. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm I am also tired, and as I told these guys before, if you are thinking about moving, uh, don't. And if it means that you now have to commute six hours to your new job, well, you know, sucks to be you. <laughs> moving is just such a big hassle. So if I'm a little tired, it's because I've got a trial tomorrow, and I'm meeting my uh, the students I'm mentoring from the law school over there. And I'm looking forward to it, but. Give me a big step, and there's a million things happening around the house, and we're going out of town on Thursday. So, yeah, everybody's busy. Every everybody here is busy with something. So, you know, but we are here. We are dedicated to bringing you casual stuff. So that's what we're gonna do, right? Yay! 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 I'm also tired. Everybody's tired. I feel vaguely like ass. And I haven't signed a boob in, like, uh, over a week. And it makes me sad. <laughs> Give this man a boob. Stat. Yeah, shakes. <laughs> I'm going through DTs here, man. It's awful. 
I know how you feel, man. <laughs> now, if I was to procure a boob for you, hypothetically, it would just be for signing purposes, right? Uh, that is lady's choice. Okay. <laughs> so just for signing purposes. Then. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Hey, what's uh, wrong with you? <laughs> uh, so this last weekend, uh, Dirk had a party at the busiest place in the world ever, forever. I swear. Crazy. And uh, while we were there, you know, I got a deck from Chewy, so it looks cool. It's one of the ones from Magnor Crystal. Is that correctly pronunciated? <laughs> Not even slightly, was Crystal. it? <laughs> Almost. Like I got some, Let's start calling him that. I, I always roll with the Crystal and, and you know, just in case <laughs> 50, I don't know. But yeah, so I want to say thank you to him, and um, I can't wait to actually have the opportunity to break it out and play it. Oh yeah, oh, it was good to see your kids is... too, Dark. Kind of. Mm-hmm. The other I guys, know, but you guys really showed up. I showed up for you, and yeah, I showed up to see actually to see you, Dark, because I had seen those two last weekend. <laughs> and somebody reminded me to bring the decks. Was it you? Somebody was like, oh, yeah, you can bring those decks. I was like, yeah, that was the plan. I'd forgotten. I'd totally forgotten. I know I didn't remind you. You had to remind me that the thing was happening. I had forgotten about it. Well, you going to Chuck E. Cheese? And you're like, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> For a specific reason? Or just, you know. Just hanging out. Gonna be that guy, that creepy guy. <laughs> oh, well. There were some fun games. I got, I did. I did get a, I was getting a much better um, ticket per token payout on the um, deal or no deal cabinet than any other game I tried to play. Oh yeah, the last time, uh, the last time that Carrie and I were there um, with our niece, we pretty much stuck to that um, to that game and actually worked out pretty well. So, and it's also fun where we were sitting for Dark's party. We were right by that game, so it was a. Uh, it's kind of fun sometimes to look over and go, you shouldn't have taken that deal. Why didn't you take the deal, you fool? So, <laughs> not at Mike's though, because he wasn't playing by the time we left. We didn't stick around for too long because we had moving stuff to do. Whee! And there were so many people. Oh, man. Yeah. It was like the day of birthdays. <laughs> yeah, the, the to give you an idea, it was... Uh, Chuck E. Cheese, and it generally is not that busy. No, I have been like, to that location before, had no problem getting in. Never had to wait in line for, at all. So yeah, I, there, there was there was a line out to the door, out the door, at, uh, at a couple points while we were there, for people waiting to get a table, because there just were not any more tables for people to sit at. And every once in a while, one of the employees would come down the road saying, anybody here just to play games? Just to play games. And those people would get to go in. <laughs> Um, you can say something that. about that dark. It sounded like you started to say something. Well, was, yeah, the and the to, uh, to add to it all, they were doing construction, so it was kind of hidden, unless you knew it was there, sort of a deal. I, and yet they were still packed. And I, I yeah. even, I even drove past it first. I was like, it's around here somewhere, because you know, again, I had been there before. They really didn't make it obvious at all. Um. Yeah, that that was that was, some. and the the funniest part about the line at one point, I don't know if Mike you remember this, but we're standing in line. It's it's been like ten minutes or so, and this lady comes up to the front and is like asking something like, 
what is the point of this line? Excuse me, why are we in line or something? And I'm like, it's a it's a line to get in. I don't I don't understand the question. I mean, maybe like you know, I had never waited in line there before, but I understand what a line the is. Line, yeah. <laughs> or is this the, is this the line to get in, or is this the line to you know? get a free ass kicking because I don't really want that today. It's a Saturday. So yeah, everyone knows ass kicking day is like Wednesday, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I admit, there. I don't, I don't always stop and ask myself, why am I in this line when I'm in a line? I just kind of assume that it's there for a reason and it's going somewhere I want to go. <laughs> like Therese Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. Except I, that line wasn't actually going anywhere. <laughs> Uh-huh. So that was the fun that we all had. Yes, and thank you for inviting us. I had a good time, although it, mm-hmm. I'll be at brief. And I hope we didn't insult you or Chelsea too much when we were like, all right, going. We also knew that if we let Sam play one game, she was not going to want to leave. <laughs> oh, she's... Hey. Welcome, welcome to two-year-old town, Dark. It's, um, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling that it's not awesome. Sam's always been such a good kid, but there are there are times where just the small not getting the smallest thing will set her off. So, I just think it only gets worse whenever you become a teenager. Not not, not thinking about that. Not thinking about that. La 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 la. So, <laughs> but, but the listeners that don't kids don't don't kids. I don't listen, kids not once. <laughs> are probably like all right, that's all well and good, and you know I'm sure they like hearing about our personal lives from time to time, but. I'm sure they're probably also going. Probably, like, dude, shut up. So let's, dude, shut up. Good night, everybody. We're all tired. Awesome. <laughs> See you guys next week. Wait, no, I'm gonna be out of town. So, haha. Oh, Walls. Where are you going? Pennsylvania. Oh, right. For Tracy, for Tracy's uh, baby shower. Right. Babies everywhere. Listeners, do you have babies? Why not? <laughs> Get <laughs> on that. Do you, kid? <laughs> okay, I lied. I did kid that one time. Mm. Don't worry. I won't tell a soul. I appreciate that. Okay, so what's next? Should uh, we... Should we, I, we don't actually... I don't think any of us actually play Cockatrice, do we? I, I don't. downloaded it because I can't remember why. But Is that the it. program you used with the Avant Card Show guys for the famed... Uh, playoff game against Claire that uh, one time? Because that, that was... That was Magic Workstation. Was that Workstation? I couldn't remember. Yeah, back when it was I, still being supported and they had some kind of partnership with Cardshark. I just um, I just stick to Magic Online. I, I have nothing against the smaller programs. I just... I don't test enough to really make it worth my while. I'd just rather actually play the Magic. Yeah, I know that sounds bad. Yay, consumerism. Haha. But... No, I've never actually played Cockatrice, so... So what we're talking about, in case uh, anyone isn't aware, because I'm sure most of us aren't, uh, Hasbro went after Cockatrice. Cockatrice is a program that lets you play Magic without having to own Magic cards and stuff. It's essentially a giant proxy machine. And you can play with people elsewhere, you know, like Magic Online, or Duels of the Planeswalkers, but you don't have to have any cards or pay any money. It's just there. Yeah, like... Magic Workstation or Octagon or Apprentice or any one of those other things. Lackey. Lackey, right. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way I understand it, it was uh, it was a division of Hasbro. It was Hasbro Germany that contacted um, the guy who runs the main servers because he's in Germany. Hmm. And uh, and asked him to shut down. There are other independent servers still being run uh, here and there. If you know where to look, and if you know who to who to talk to, but the main site is shut down. If you know a man that knows a man, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or if you know how to use Google for seven seconds. Um, <laughs> well, I'm out. <laughs> when I when I first heard about it, it, it made me think and it made me wonder. Uh, month or two ago, somewhere in that time span, I had heard about some some little podunk nothing software company that was suing Wizards of, that was suing Wizards of the Coast over Magic Online, saying that it violated several of uh, several oh. of his patents that he had registered back in nineteen ninety five or something. Patent trolls it had to do, had to do with online games. So I'm wondering if this um, this action with with Cockatrice is kind of one of those things where Okay, we kind of have to do this to show that you know this is our property and we defend it and whatever. Yeah. We have to demonstrate that we care because it is true that you know if if you own copyrights but you don't protect them and you just let people do whatever, then eventually they'll become indefensible and you won't be able to protect them. That is correct. So the lawyer in the corner. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't actually do any sort of uh, property law, but I do have enough knowledge of um, property rights and specifically of um, intellectual property that uh, Mike is correct and it's a it's a it's also kind of a contract issue as far as um, you're uh, defending your copyright and making sure that you're using um, correct business practices what, what how you actually defend it can set the tone for future negotiations for contracts with suppliers, with manufacturers, with uh, distributors, as far as the integrity of your property. So yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta pull up and say, all right, this is our stuff, and we're the big dog in the room, and woof. Yeah, it's it's just a necessary evil of, of having to show, yeah, this this and all the other associated things that is, is our IP. It belongs to us, and yeah, we this, care about it. Actually, our stuff. So. And you know, I respect it, or we'll we'll freaking spank you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. a, a few months ago, I heard a news story about um, Metallica's lawyers sending a letter to this um, this machine shop or something somewhere in Canada, and people were, of course, like, "Oh, why are you being such jerks?" And of course, they got Lars to answer it. You know, Lars is if if you don't know why. That's funny. I'm not going to bother explaining it to you, but um, and Lars was like, "Hey, you know, this is something we have to do. You know, we got to. If we don't defend our name, then you know, we're screwed. We can't can't do anything with it." Your name is part of your brand. Mm-hmm. So, so was the guy using the word Metallica as part of the, the deal or his t- uh, business or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. I hope I'm remembering the details of that correctly. We'll just pretend you are. Ha! Ah! Yeah, your your name and your brand is is pretty important. Um, I, I was watching this show the other day. This was actually when I still had some free time, so this was a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was um, it was something like Mystery Diners on the Cooking Channel and or um, Food Network, and I had never seen an episode, but apparently, if you think there's something wrong with your restaurant, you contact these people and they'll set up hidden cameras. They'll have some of their employees come in either as um, 
as new trainees or uh, as customers. And there was this uh, this this guy who owned a bar in Las Vegas, and he contacted me and said, I'm concerned because I've had steady progress in profits uh, for the last so many years. And then last year, after I hired this manager, I can't tell what's wrong because I, she seems trustworthy, but my business has gone downhill. It turned out she was running a, a dating service slash pseudo-escort business out of the bar. Holy and, like, giving people business cards and stuff where they could redeem them for like a free dinner if they came and were serviced by the waitstaff, which was exclusively female. They, um, dur- during the course of this experiment, the, um, the manager completely ignored a group of women that came in, um, to, to try and eat and, and have something and told the new employee in, in parentheses, Oh, don't bother with them because they don't tip well or whatever. And it turned out later, no, we're just trying to seduce the men. And she and she felt completely justified in it later. She's like, oh, I'm just trying to run a business. And he's like, it's my restaurant, and you've got my name all over these cards. And she ended up leaving and taking all her waitresses with her. And pretty much as soon as she left and he hired some more people, they started making a profit again. They started making a profit because they were also like giving away free shots and things to the guys basically because she wasn't care she wasn't concerned with whether the bar was making a profit. She just she would get people in and use the bar to promote her own business. So anyway, just goes to show you again, it it his name meant everything for the business and the fact that she was then appropriating that actually had a lot of value because she took an existing business and kind of used it for her own means. That's bad. That's bad, kid. Don't do that. If you if you if you right now are doing that, stop. Find an adult and tell them what's going on. <laughs> and don't forget I'm to show us on the doll where they touched you. <laughs> this has been a weird episode already. <laughs> it, and I apologize. I, I'm I guess I'm just feeling a little silly. I think it's partially just to make up for how crazy and how tired I am. So you are pretty crazy. <laughs> I I was I was telling these guys before we got started. I'm like, look, this is either gonna be one of these classic episodes that people will remember forever, or it's gonna be like 270. 270. Who remembers that? I don't remember that. Block it out, sort of thing. Welcome to the bad episode of Manipool. Sort of like episode 101 <laughs> that we all pretend didn't happen. Uh huh. I don't remember 101. Uh, you weren't here. It was me and Mike and Scott. It was bad. Well, I, I am embarrassed for being a part of that. <laughs> we tried. We did. That's the it important thing. <laughs> it was worth a shot. So a really bad really, shot. It so was a pretty bad shot. <laughs> we should uh, we should at least mention Charlotte since as of the time of this recording the Charlotte episode hasn't gone up yet and it might not. Damn it. <laughs> okay, that's a lie. It's going up, but still. Charlotte is a town in North Carolina. It's a big it hosted the Democratic National Convention recently, like last year. That's true. And it had the largest magic tournament of all time. <sighs> I knew it was going to be big. To be precise, the largest single event. I don't know about the largest tournament because it's hard to sometimes it's hard to separate those things from like the conventions that are going on at the same time. Yes. But the largest single event ever. Yes. Twenty six ninety three. Twenty six. 93. Star City did a heck of a job promoting it. 
and I know I, I've uh, listened a little bit to Monday Night Magic lately, and I know uh, they were discussing those crazy hosts were discussing the reasons for that, and um, I think it was a it, it was the perfect combination of things where Star City had it, and Star City does a good job with promoting. They used the Gold Rush, they used a lot of that stuff. Um, the fact that it is stateside, and I really appreciate that we have listeners that play outside of the United States. I think that's great. But there's no doubt about it. There's just more magic support in the U.S. So, uh, just a fact of life, I think. So it's there. It's Gate Crash, and people for every per- single person I've ever talked to has said Gate Crash. Yeah, it's pretty good. So um, it's sealed. It's Gate Crash. It's local. It's Star City. It was like the perfect combination of events to go kablam. It was like dead center in the uh, on the eastern seaboard. Mm-hmm. It's the ley line nexus. It's true. Several ley lines do cross, actually, right here. And, and, well, I guess it's just to the north of Charlotte, but whatever. And Close beautiful enough. downtown Charlotte, Carolina. Yeah. So, we had a good time. Those of us that went, Dirk did not go. Dirk, what were you doing that weekend? Who knows? Something very remarkable, I'm sure. It might have been that that was a, oh my gosh, I actually have a weekend to, is what happened. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. That does. Well, good night, everybody. (laughs) I I think you were actively not leaving your nine-month pregnant wife uh, some couple hundred, at least like, what, a hundred miles away, so... That that definitely would be the case as well, because that's yeah yeah. I think any human person would would do that. I know there are a few people who would who would argue with that fact with me. Some inhuman, <laughs> but I'm not that kind of house? person. Yeah. Well, goodbye, honey. Hope you don't have the kid while I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, if you start getting the contractions, just I don't know, just uh, yeah, just, just hold your, on. Just call your mom. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, yeah, Dirk would come home and the locks would be changed. Actually, no, I think the locks would probably work just fine. There just wouldn't be anyone inside or anything. Well, I knew there'd be something up whenever none of the dishes would be in the cabinets. That's that would be the very first sign that something bad had gone down. Dirk's like, I feel like heating up this. Where's the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you guys laugh. And the uh, truth, that's what would happen. And, and the hitman in the corner would say, oh, it's over there. And Dark would say, thank you. Clunk. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey. well, the rest of us went. I didn't get a hotel room because... Because you were just going for the day, right? I was just going for the day. I've never been to a Grand Prix. I told... Uh, Buff, Carrie and I went to Buffalo Wild Wings the night before, and I said, okay, just so we get this out of the way... There's a chance I'll make day two, and we're both like, eh, eh. But if I did, this is what would happen, and blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay. <laughs> ah. And I, it, I'm glad that you had that emergency just-in-case bag. Yeah, I almost didn't take that. I, I I actually packed the razor that morning, and I left it in the um in the bathroom, because... And I was on the way over, I'm like, oh, well, it's not worth going back for that, because that's not going to matter. But yeah, I'm actually really glad that I had, you know, fresh clothes. Clothes to wear. <laughs> clothes, period, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise I would have been wearing yesterday's clothes. Or so, some of our clothes. Some of our I guess if, clothes. 
So I guess if you haven't been on Twitter or anything, yes, I did make day two, and it was awesome. And I am, I, I still get a thrill from it. I, I ran into Star earlier today, um, one of the attorneys that I work with. I had not seen her in a while, and I actually taught her how to play magic while I was interning with her. And you know, she hasn't, she hasn't been to a pre-release or anything like that. Um, we haven't gotten together in a long time, but I said, hey, I went to this thing, and um, I got excited again just telling her, and she's like, oh, wow, that's great, and she said she was very proud of me, and so it was kind of a thrill. Um, I checked the standings afterward, and my, um, when you got, you told me I was like, what, 123 or something? 123 yeah. was what was posted up on yeah. the board. Which I th- which was accurate at the time. I checked the official standings later, and probably due to tiebreakers and people in the top eight or whatever. I went to 135, but I will take it because that is point, that is 5% on the nose. So I came in 135 out of 2,693. So, and I had a great, more, more, more importantly than that, maybe not to Big Head Jones, but more importantly than that to me is the fact that I just had a great time. And, uh, once I got, once I qualified for the drowned, uh, the draft rounds or drowns, apparently, um, I was just like, all right, great, gonna have a good time, still gonna play to win, but having a great time. And, uh, woo! So, I had a great time. Yeah. <clears throat> and once I scrubbed out, I had a great time. I'm not meant to do big tournaments, I don't think, because I won the first round, and I was like, yes, that was cool, and I lost the second round, and I was like, that's okay, and we're in the third round, and I lost the third round, and I was like, sweet, maybe I'll lose the next one and I can drop. <laughs> I don't think, but that, a lot of people would be, would have been like that, too. I was telling Chewy, um, as he was, uh, dry, uh, as I was, yeah, we, you guys were on the car on the way home, um, I left pretty much as soon as I was done on day two, I was like, all right, sweet, going home, bye. See you guys later. Uh, now I have made day two of a Grand Prix, and now Chewie has made top eight of a Pro Tour qualifier. So it's Mike's turn to do something awesome or dark. But Mike was the one there, so I just said that. Dark, you're welcome to. I don't know. Um, win an online. You don't even play Magic online. No. Dirk, All right. Uh, Dirk do does do more pre-releases than we do. It turns out. That's true. Yeah, we, we were we were talking about um, our comparative achievements, uh, staying around near the staircase while we were leaving, and when when that got brought up, uh, I think it was Bill who who mentioned, you know, Dirk has managed to reproduce twice. Everyone looked at me, me being the abject failure of the group, apparently. <laughs> failure is such a harsh word. There's so many other words we could use to describe it, um, yeah, like chump, loser, disappointment. <laughs> Disapp- Ooh, that's a good one. Now you sound like my mom. Uh, well, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of achievements, I did my my uh, planeswalker points went up significantly. I went from a level thirty, I think I was a level thirty three, to a level thirty. I, I was either thirty three or thirty four, and now I'm a thirty five. Just like from the Damn. one event. I, I was about to ask you how many points you got because with I my got, um, with my uh, five and four, I got one hundred ninety two points. God Almighty. I can I, I'm, I'm gonna look that up real quick because um it was, it was something huge uh, after after this like the next week they announced how many points e- people in each region would need for the uh was it the World Cup qualifier uh-huh yeah and for the United States it's 500 points 
Yeah. Which is a lot. And this brought me over halfway there. And I was like, well, and I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, and I talked to Carrie, not specifically about that, but I'm not going to be playing Magic again for a little while. Um, you know, <laughs> the fact that I was gone for two days, the fact that we're in the middle of getting stuff together to move, all this good stuff. So she, she was very proud of me. She was very supportive. And I have no illusions about playing Magic anytime soon. Um, but it was almost, I'm, I'm close enough for, it's, it's the yearly total, um, that. Seasonal, isn't it? Yeah, cause with, with the pre-releases and maybe some FNMs that you've been to, you might be pretty close for seasonal points. No, I, th- I think it's, I think it's actually yearly. Uh, I'm gonna look that up real quick. Hey, what, what the Chrome go away? Why is, why is Chrome talking to me? Uh, Dude, I have, if I have 390 yearly points, then you definitely have 500. I got nothing. I'm looking at mine right now. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Magic Online gives you some points, right? Ma- Magic Online does not, because it doesn't link to your DCI number. That's weird. That's weird? Yeah, I, I just would have intuitively thought that um, it did. Your face is weird. Oh, it's not listed. In, I, I was looking for that article. It's not under Magic Arcane. I guess it was a fe- daily feature or whatever. Feature. Yeah, I think it was. Um, it might have been last one of the last uh, weeks. End, end, end of the week articles. Yeah, World Magic. I got it right here. Um, it is. Um, yearly award planeswalker points totals. So it's a yearly. It's not the seasonal. Um, so for North America, you need 500, and I'm at 428, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, um, just off of, oh, to, to, um, shoot, to, to look at how many points I got off of that event, I have to log in, so I have to find my silly, uh, password. Really, I thought all you needed was your DCI number to see that. Um, no, you have to log in. It shows you your last couple. It, it shows your your recent history, but um, I've got all these things like Orzhov proponent, death to the Golgari swarm, death to the Zori Senate, which happens even when I don't do anything. It's like other people in my guild, so yeah. it pushed out. It doesn't even the top five don't, don't even include that anymore. So I'm gonna look that up real quick. You guys keep going. I, I, yeah, if you get if you get uh, achievements that you get either from what from stuff you do or stuff from stuff that your guild does also show up in your recent history. So it's possible that after um, a big event or a big weekend, enough achievements will show up to push the actual event off of the top the top five most recent. And you got to log in to see more than that. Huh. That's why I didn't join a guild. I am the gateless. Bam. Oh, you're gonna take over in the next set. Probably, yeah. Okay, password. I mean, I'm already the boss here, and the boss over there, and I'm the behind-the-scenes boss on yonder. <laughs> here we That's go. true. I'm actually the, the post monkey. Oh, what you got? For Grand Prix Charlotte, I got 336 points. Damn. Wow, that's our area code. That's weird. <laughs> it is our area code. <laughs> Holy crap. But, yeah, even if I was trying to push to get to 500, I'd have to do a lot of F&M. Um, or go to like GP, um, uh, Philly, or is it, is it Philly or is it, um, uh, what's the other Pennsylvania one that starts with the P? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. That I'm thinking maybe about going to. Yeah. 
and and that's not in the cards for me. It's not in the cards for me. So, um, so yeah, okay. That's what, again, you know, came for the Grand Prix, had a great time. Woo! Yay, day two. Yay, drafting. Yeah. How do you do, Mike? Um, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I I was five and four. I won my first five rounds, and I just completely cratered after that. And it was very disheartening, but I had a good time all the same. Like, Brian tried to have a pep talk with me after um, round six, and he's like, okay, you have to lose two of the next three to be out. You are not going to do that. And I'm like, I am not going to do that. Like, You're going to win this. Like, yes, I am. And then I, I didn't do it. <laughs> I, I, I disappointed Brian. It's okay. <laughs> you, you gave it your best shot, and, and I was so proud of you when when you were uh, when you were five and zero. I was like, Mike's gonna go all the way. He's gonna be our shining beacon. Because I'd lost my my I lost the fifth round, and I was like, Oh no, it's starting. It was too good to be true. Hope's dashed. Oh, because there's that small part of me, that that very small part inside that said, I'm not a professional player. And sooner or later, I'm just going to lose. And you try and beat down that part, but it's still there a little bit. So I looked then, at all of the a bunch of the names that were not going to day two, and yeah, you beat you beat a lot of the the big names. Like right after the the second cut, uh, I was standing there at the results uh, table or at the judge table, and Paul Rietzel walked by, and I said, "Hey man, you got uh, time for a quick interview?" He goes, "Sure." And I was like, I hit record. I'm like, so how you doing? He's like, well, not well. I just didn't make day two. And I was like, <laughs> sorry. Damn. But oh well. I, however, got to sign a boob. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We've all seen the picture. Yeah. yeah. Pictures exist. It really happened. Exactly. And it's actually my lock screen on my phone still. <laughs> but uh yeah we got to meet so many listeners man i'm pretty sure that anything i would say right here is going to be this the same thing that i said at the end of the last episode so i'm not actually going to go through any of that but we did get to meet so many listeners and that was so awesome yeah. uh, i i love meeting you guys i really do yeah i got to hang out the most with uh jt during the weekend and that that was that was a really cool experience i liked how he was you know, normal except and eh, not really. You know, kind of like us. Normal <laughs> except and eh, not really. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I think you understand what I mean. Oh, I totally understand what you mean. Yeah. And it's true. He is definitely uh, normal, but eh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he would appreciate us saying so. I hope he does. What? What is it? Oh, I can't remember how he put it now. He said something about being the... Uh, I don't know, the straight gay friend? I didn't hear that conversation. You're not there for that? Well, never mind then. <laughs> well, that was awkward. <laughs> Play me off, Johnny. So how about those bears? <laughs> da bears? So, da bears. Bear, I gotta da, sign a bear, boob. Da bears, da bears. <laughs> so, are we done with? Do you think we're done with newsy stuff or other stuff or whatever stuff? I don't know. I, I, stuff, stuff. I still gotta sign a boob. I'm just gonna keep saying that. 
I actually got a message earlier because uh, 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 Angie and Kevin are listening to the new Monday Night Magic. And she was like, are you going to mention the boob signage on every podcast? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Is there a reason I shouldn't? <laughs> I can't think of one. I mean, she's the one who put the picture on Facebook for all to see, so I just <laughs> shared it. <laughs> but anyway, enough of that. What else, what else? What are we doing? Should we stop yet? How long have we been going? What day is it? God almighty. Somehow uh, it got to be 8 o'clock, and I almost said 1 o'clock. It just feels like 1 o'clock, but somehow it got to be 8 o'clock. That's crazy. We we have um, a little less than 45 minutes right now. Oh, well, we should take a short, quick, real quick break. I don't have any music, though. You guys got any music? Um, no. I know. I've been on a mashup kick lately. Like, like a lot. I don't know why, where this came from. I used uh, Psychosocial Baby not too long ago. A couple episodes, maybe. Uh-huh. I'm stalling for time till iTunes... Oh, there it goes. God. <laughs> okay. So that was by Isosign, it turns out, is the name of the, the, the person what does the mixing there. So let's do a different one. How about a Lobster Dust track? Mm. Yeah. So DJ Lobster Dust is another person who does uh, mashups. And I listened to one in the car. <sighs> Where is it? Here it is. Um, <laughs> it's called Stronger Enough. And it's Kelly Clarkson versus Michael Jackson. Hmm. And it's, that sounds uh, like it might be great. It, it's pretty good. It's uh, Kelly Clarkson's uh, "Stronger" or whatever the hell what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You know that song? Yeah, actually I do. Which well, of course you do. Yeah, because it's everywhere, and it's too "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough." That the music is "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough" by Michael Jackson. You know, back when he was human. So. So, yeah, that, there we go. We'll use that, and it's entertaining. And, yeah, so we'll be right back. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Don't stop till you get... Okay. <laughs> when you mention um, Michael Jackson still being human, it made me think of that random episode of Black Dynamite that we saw the other <laughs> week. <laughs> yup. Awesome. <laughs> when I had seen promos for the show before, I was like, okay, that is very possibly stupid. But that episode was pretty awesome. For some reason now, I must have a mashup of Justin Bieber's Baby, 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 or whatever it's called, and Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> it's probably out there. It's probably, it sound, it sound, probably sounds terrible, like peanut butter and oranges, but, and, and you're like, oh. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> there's someone out there. That will, why don't you eat that and tell me how that is? When Mike came over to help me with, um, with, with moving stuff a couple of weeks ago, uh, he did us all a favor and ate some of my um, peppermint-flavored peeps, or the candy cane-flavored peeps. So I appreciate you coming over and eating random things. So next time, <laughs> next, next time you come over, I'll have some oranges and some peanut butter. Crunchy or creamy? Uh, hmm. 
your choice. I'll let you. I'll let you pick oh. that. All right then. So what's 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 next? What are we doing? What is this? The actual topic of the show. Maybe. Okay. Let's go ahead and let Dirk explain this one. This is a Dirk idea. Oh. Um. So at some point we uh, I had mentioned oh well the let's think about what planeswalkers we would be or what abilities we would have and everyone was like oh we already did that one and so at some point I had this thought of well why don't we do you know figure out what our abilities were and then do a story uh, a story circle around that and then I don't know somewhere in all this we sort of were like well what what abilities would we have I think we were sort of out Something happened and it sort of got mashed up a little bit. I don't remember at this point. Ha! The- <laughs> we are very sophisticated here. We make files. We we send each other you know notes about what we're going to do this week, and we have comparative analysis meetings. Um, and we did do of course have an intern that is always checking to make sure that we're not repeating material. Except and for that one time, and we got a new intern. I mean, nothing. Isn't every time the intern's name? Uh, Gmail. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> but yeah, there was the there was this, and then there we kept we have this thing where it was like, ooh, and, and we can do this, and then we keep morphing and modifying it. By the end, it was like, so what are we doing? And that's sort of where I am right now. It's like, well, that was the original thought. I have no idea where we are now in terms of well, what are we doing? So why don't we take dirt? idea of discussing planeswalkers a little bit, apply it a little bit to the mana pool hosts. Um, of course, leave us your comments in the comments below and on the main site or on the forums at cardchart.freeforums.org and tell us how right we are or how wrong we are and um, we'll kind of go from there. Mike, Mike had the idea of kind of expanding it a little bit into flavor of not just talking about mechanics but like alright, Chewie's a planeswalker. These are kind of what the card would do and in the greater storyline, you know, these are the planes he would visit, and this is who his enemies and and allies would be, and the the um, the sort of situations he would get in, and almost kind almost kind of create our own uh, mana pool uh, planeswalker comic story. sort of thing. Remember when they used to do comics with the planeswalkers? Sort of. Like, they were okay. They were okay. I think it was a decent medium to introduce. The characters, where you kind of got these these bite-sized visual um, introductions to their characters, their backgrounds. By the time you've read a couple, you know pretty much who Eric and Jace and Liliana are. Maybe not so much as Ani, but some of them, you know. Did you guys it's, just hear Brian's voice do that thing when he said introduce? Like Skype or something cracked, and it sounded like... He let one rip in the middle of that word, and maybe I'm just tired and immature. That was really funny to me. I don't recall hearing that. Damn, it. I didn't hear me do it. Maybe it was just in maybe it was just in uh, my my connection then, but it was like <laughs> introduce. And it, there's like a and, it, and I'm shutting up now. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. So uh, you know, as, as with most of the things we we do, this can be pretty. Free form, just kind of have at it. So let's let's start with our juicelicious, um, juicelicious. I don't even know. Hell yeah! Uh, I don't uh, think you're ready for that jelly. Uh, Uh, Brave and and, peanut butter with this jelly. (laughs) Oh, get me an orange. Uh, Let's start with Chewy. Uh, (laughs) What did I do? 
Well, we you're gonna go have... first. Yeah, so we're you know go first. Well, good because you don't actually talk about yourself. The whole point of this, as far as I can tell, was you don't dictate what your planeswalker does. We tell you what your planeswalker do does. Mm-hmm. Ha! So will, so will have been. So let's let's talk Chewy. So. Um, if we're going from a, uh, one question I have at the outset is, are we going as far as like decks that he likes to play, i.e. there has to be something with the graveyard here, or are we based purely on his real life persona, like try and tie him mechanically to who Chewie really is? I think just whatever you feel the natural answer to the question, you know, what would a Chewie Planeswalker do? Gotcha. Because Chewie, one of the overriding aspects of Chewie's personality and God. Is that <laughs> no matter where you go with Chewie? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I think you got you guys will agree with me. And this is this was long before Chewie was ever a host on the Mana Pool or Money Magic or anything. This was in college, and as, as long as I've known him, it doesn't matter where you go. You're going to McDonald's for lunch or whatever. You know, like two counties over, there's one person that recognizes Chewie and maybe goes, <laughs> I don't know where you're, I know you from, but he leaves an impression and you know, and, and they're like, do I know you? And Chewie a lot of times will go, yeah, you're so-and-so and we know each other or I met you someplace or whatever. And of course, since he's been doing the mana pool and that sort of thing, he has more and more listeners that recognize it. But I'm telling you, even before that, it's all. it doesn't matter where you went, there's always one person that was like, Chewie? So I'm wondering if maybe there ha- there should be an ability where it's like, you know, um, uh, maybe plus one him, uh, search your library for a creature card with the same name as a creature card that's already on the battlefield, and you can put it into your hands. Or like, I've seen you before. Uh, or maybe um, <laughs> if you want to open it up into like green-black, you can, you can maybe make it uh, search your library for a creature card with the same name as a creature either on the battlefield or in any graveyard. I think in the graveyard would be cool to search for a copy of something that, that you've already seen before. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Would you, allow, would you allow it for both, for the graveyard and, and the battlefield? Uh, if I were doing it, I would just say graveyard, but either either is fine. Okay. Um, anybody else with any ideas about Chewie's personality or quirks or how much we love him or how much we hate him or something about him that, that would... That we can try and tie into a mechanic. I get the feeling I'm about to get roasted here. <laughs> this this is might be what it se- turns into. This is actually the, secret. the roasting of Chewie. Yeah, this is the secret meaning of, of this episode. And what Chewie doesn't know is as soon as we're done with him, we're going to go, all right, we're done, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Curses. Post it, print it. So. I agree with the, the mechanic. I think that um, a, an ability that he would have, whatever it would be, uh, in terms of plus one or minus counters or anything like that, is that it would have to be search your library for something and bury it in the graveyard. So and then that would like, mean that somewhere, the I would say the limit break would be return X number of creatures to the battlefield. So, so or it would have to be a it would have to be a clean the, uh, clear the board uh, ability. Something of that sort would have to be the limit break. Okay. So so. So maybe two abilities that feed off of each other. One one that's like an entomb or a uh, buried alive effect, and then one that makes use of that later. Right. Yeah. Dirk's Dirk's idea about um, either a massive board wipe or a massive uh, reanimation 
kind of ties into what I was thinking. I was trying to think of something that had to do with the fact that Chewie has just been doing all the work lately, like everywhere, like all the work. Like if you got work, he's probably done it already. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just need to go home. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and, and I think, I think, uh, a living death, not just for creatures, but every permanent card on the battlefield and in graveyards would be a really crazy, would be a really crazy limit break that I think would, would fit in well with what Chewie, with, with doing all the work and just what Chewie likes to do when he's playing magic. That's cool. So, uh, yeah, like a living, like a living death, but for everything, all, 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 all permanent, permanent all permanent cards, other than landwalkers, just two. I, no. <laughs> Okay. All right. So then I, I have a question, Mr. Rules guy. Say that you uh, say so you make this like a minus eight ability, um, and as a result of using this ability, Chewie the Planeswalker is put into your graveyard. Does Chewie the Planeswalker come back? Uh, it depends on whether there was already a Chewie in your graveyard. Let's just say let's say there was not already a Chewie in your graveyard. This is the only Chewie you've had. Okay. Well, then you could just say all other, like um, Elspeth's thing. Gotcha. Okay. Wait, yeah, does just, it, let's say all other, or does she just do creatures? What is what does she say? Oh, I mean, I mean, like um, like Gideon. She says, "Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, baby, got my sword." I meant I I, I meant uh, Gideon. Gideon wipes all other permanents, so you just make it all other, like Gideon does. See, with the living death part, that's where you. You make everything has minus X, minus X, correct? Well, the living death means basically you kill everything that's on the battlefield, and everything that was already in all the graveyards before this comes back to life. Okay. So you're switching everybody's library, uh, everybody's graveyard for their... For their creature on the battlefield. On the battlefield, yeah. Mm-hmm. Has Chewie ever played with morality shit before? Ooh, I tried to once, and it was it's a bad possible. idea. Because yeah. it was one... The one thing that also would be a potential is sort of like the the is it the bane of the living or the the oh, bane yeah. mutilate is the one where when you flip it up if you pay it, whatever you pumped into it everything gets minus x minus x yeah where and, and he could do uh, his it would be uh, minus x number of counters and that would be what he would throw around in terms of minus one minus ones or okay. So maybe, so maybe his, his plus ability would be to bury alive another copy of something you already have on the battlefield. Yeah. His, his minus X would, his, his, his middle ability would be the minus X that Dirk is talking about. And then his really big ability would be the, the living death switch. That sounds cool to me. I think that is pretty cool. What do you think, Chewie? I am badass. <laughs> yeah. I, I also like this card. I was just making a statement with that first one. So, so then, um, <laughs> So then switching gears for, for a bit, you know, obviously the Chewie that we know lives on Earth, but then this Chewie finds his planeswalker spark and blah, 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 blah. Um, does he go to Innistrad and kind of hang out with some of the other necromancers as far as, you know, Natalia um, and, and yeah. the, the, the stitching together people? Or is he more of like a Grixis guy? I don't see Chewie really liking Grixis because... No, I, I, I could... He uh he would just rather go to where something cool and interesting is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess Ravnica is the catch-all for a place like that, but that's that's too easy an answer. Ravnica, is, uh, I almost have to say that we don't even use Ravnica at all, just because it's like, where do you go in the multiverse? Or you go to the city, so eh. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Charlotte. 
Pick up some eggs while you're there. <laughs> Disney World. <laughs> oh, but Mike, you know you're, you're you know the more elusive planes. This is more of your lore sort of thing. Are there any lesser known planes that perhaps? Okay. Somewhere where something cool and interesting is happening. Ulgrotha, perhaps? Ulgrotha. <laughs> I don't even know if Ulgrotha exists anymore. Um, Ooh, can I make a request? Can I not go to wildfire? Because I don't really like the heat. Yeah, let's not You're not really hot. Well, I mean, I remember at my wedding you were sweating in that in that suit, so I don't see you being a... Uh, you're, you're not one for really hot weather anyway. Yeah, us fat people don't do warm weather. What's that plane where uh, in Plane Chase when you go there, it's like the frozen peak or something, and everything kind of like stops or something? Uh, does it start with an I? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is why I have you. Dang it, Mike. Get with it, man. We'll see. We haven't played Plane Chase in a long time. I'm starting no. to forget stuff like this. And according to my wife, we never will again. <laughs> I see. I see. Chewie's character is going to populated places like Ravnica because he likes to mingle with people. You're definitely an extrovert. You 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 do well in social situations. Man, wouldn't um, it be weird if I if if like me me rolled out to some other plane and someone was like Chewie? I'd be like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It happened. So, um, so yeah, so you, so I definitely, plus going to more populated place, places means more bodies to, you know, experiment with in a, in a, in a purely, you know, necromagic sort of way, platonic, you know. Um, yeah, let's, let's say that. Let's say it's that. a family show. Yeah. So, and then, um, are there any people that he would feel, existing planeswalkers within the lore or other legendary creatures, I guess, that he would particularly align with or, or be at odds with. Oh, man. I'd be like, hey, girl. And then Liliana would turn me to a newt or something. I'm pretty sure... I was about to say, he'd, he'd probably be at odds with uh, Jace for macking on his women. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't see him getting along with Chandra very well at all because Chandra is so impulsive. Julie <laughs> can be a little impulsive, but Chandra is like very, very much living right here, right now. She's and a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. Who don't need no man. So. And I'm a man. Damn it. <laughs> well, I think uh, Liliana Vess would be like the hot girl, the one you're always chasing after. Yo, wait, which one so, at the moment? Though? Oh, but yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> because it, it does sort of go along because she has the. You know, discard stuff and and everything, and that sort of does go along with his ability. Yeah. So I'd say that's like ally-wise, Liliana Vess. Nemesis-wise, what you guys said. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I also I also see you not very very getting along very well with uh, Domri Rod because he's just some some kind of punk kid that's. Always wanting to pick fights with you and your stuff, and break your stuff. Hey, so. man, that's my stuff. <laughs> Dang it, man. What about uh, Rasha, Raska? <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> yeah, Raska would be another hey, girl thing that maybe you should step back from. I don't know. I think she'd tolerate 
him as long as she felt she could use him. And <laughs> like if 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 you if you hate rolled up to Vraska, I think Sarkon would come up and be like, "No, dude, you gotta just no, <laughs> just keep walking, dude. Seriously, just keep walking." <laughs> All right, that's that's what I got from Chewy. Have we covered Chewy pretty well? <laughs> I think so. That wasn't as big of a train wreck as I was afraid it was going to be. Was, oh, there you go. I was, I was tell totally going to sign Vraska's boob, too, damn it. <laughs> Just one? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, who, do we, who, who, do we, who do we do next? Hmm. Now Chewy can participate again, so... Yay! Yay! Since since you had to sit that one out, why don't you pick who we do next? Well, let's see. Let's do Brian. Oh, He's all that, big G, GP day tour now. We gotta we got something to do there. <laughs> Johnny Big one of those planeswalkers with four abilities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that means only banned. I bet oh. he could protect himself and cost four. No, nobody will ever be able to afford me, so nobody will ever want to buy me or play with me. Except for that one guy. He'd be uh, like the rare that just goes in the binder and never sees play again. Oh. <laughs> That's something else. That's kind of cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um. So let's see. So Brian, one of Brian's things is that he never shuts the... Oh, no. Uh, Is, is that he's very... He's so polite. Like... Whenever he he's he's trying to offer up criticism or something, he he always makes it very clear multiple times that I'm not trying to say anything bad. <laughs> I don't know if that translates into a card, but there's got to well, be something we can let's do. Let's it. think about let's think about effects that have um uh trade-offs, like the kind of effects that you might see in group hug type things. I could, you know, I can't really see Brian playing group hug, but if it was part of a combo, then he would definitely do it. Brian really likes combos. Can I go ahead and say that his limit break would just be an emblem that makes the game shared fate? <laughs> we'll start with that. We'll come back to it later if we need to change it. Eject Target Chewy from the game. <laughs> I like where this is going. Not so much the ejecting Chewy, Chewy, but an opponent of your choice flips target table. <laughs> um. Hmm. Okay, so draw. He needs to to draw cards. How about something that makes everyone um that makes everyone draw some and discard at random? Not something like Tibble, where it's just one for one, but maybe a uh, maybe a two for one kind of like it's kind of like a combination of um, normal Jaces plus one and uh, Desperate Ravings. You know, everyone draws two and discards one at random. Ooh, I can see that. Yeah, I think that'd be a good plus. <clears throat> Excuse me. Damn it, Dirk. So Brian's was the draw a card, discard a card, or something like that. Everybody, everybody draws two cards and then discards one at random. That's the first one. That's the plus. I can what see else? that it's something that Brian would really appreciate. Yeah. So that's that's his. That's the that's the friendliness. That's the maybe digging for commonness. Let's see. Of course, also Brian is very um, uh, meticulous and. Professional and detail-oriented. Mm-hmm. How can we express that? Hmm. Let's see. 
How does that how does that translate into cards? I don't know. <laughs> it might not. <laughs> Unless you're talking about an effect that counts things, but that just gets obnoxious having to count things over and over again. So what would be a combo that Brian would would do? Because we can, if there's a combo, just sort of like with, with Chewies, there needs to be some sort of combo that you work your way up to the, the final one, but you work your way through the rest of his abilities to get to the final. So what would be, what would be a, an effect that would be a Brian effect? Like a big Brian effect. Big Brian effect. Would it, would it be an emblem that makes all things black? <laughs> That's a little too blatant. <laughs> That's racist. I do understand where you're coming from, though. Hmm. Like, I could see it be like, you know, is a, a, a one ability being target creature uh, gets a, something gets a counter that makes it uh, uh, protection from black, and then his limit break would be all things are black. Like a darkest yeah. hour. Taking it all the way back to the darkest hour glory deck. Mm-hmm. I think you scarred Dirk for life, Brian. You did, and the Tezzerets. Sorry, Dirk. I Tezzerets puzzle that box too. Long time, but I see it made an impression. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Tezzerets puzzle box is a is a Brian. Wait, what? One. Oh, the fairies puzzle box. The fairies puzzle, puzzle box. Sorry. dreams. Yeah. Yay, black enchantments. Holy crap! Brian's a black enchantment. The fairies puzzle box is interesting, though. It is. I don't know how it would work it onto a planeswalker. Well, I mean, it'd just be one of the minus abilities. Everyone, you activate it and everyone does it. Oh. Yeah, they put their hand on the bottom and draw someone. That's, that's pretty cool, actually. Hmm. I do like that idea. Cause we're, and then just the, once, and then, uh, once, you know, you like the hand that you've been able to sculpt with Brian, then you can minus eight to do the shared fate and be like, well, Hope you like what you got. <laughs> that would be an interesting combination of abilities. <laughs> oh man, what does what does shared fate say? What do you mean, like uh, in what respect? Shared. Here we go. If a player would draw a card, they do this instead. So, if okay, so if you if you hit his limit break and you're playing with shared fate now, and then you do his minus ability. Yeah, if if he's still around, and then you activate one of his other abilities, yeah. Wow, that is that is something crazy, Brian. Yeah, if if he's that's right, if he's still alive, and then you're able to activate that that uh, Teferi's puzzle box ability, then everyone would put their hand on the bottom of their library and get a fresh shared fate hand from everybody else's libraries. Wow, that's freaking cool, actually. It is cool. <laughs> so his plus one is that every every player draws two cards and then discards two cards. What would be the next card? Discards one at random. At random. And discards one at random. Discards one at random? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then... So his then his minus something would be a, do it to Fairy's Puzzle Box. Yeah. Everybody puts their hand on the bottom of their library and draws that many cards. Oh, man, this is cool. It is. As much as I hate Shared Fate, this is cool. <laughs> I have the best Planeswalker ever. I've been trying so hard to just keep the microphone muted, but this is awesome. <laughs> so it's 
So the oh. middle is Teferi's Puzzle Box ability, and then the last one, his limit break is a shared fate. Yeah. The shared fate emblem? <laughs> yeah, basically. I want. My name is Brian Baker, and I approve this plane walk. That's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So where would Brian go? See, I can see Brian going to Phyrexia, New Phyrexia. <laughs> Just be like, uh, I'm going to add some spice to this conflict. <laughs> like, you guys are all doing it wrong. You guys should play with poison. And you guys should play with not poison. <laughs> Isn't that better? <laughs> I, I honestly... I honestly think that Brian could go to any of them, and Brian would just be the, the trickster who would just show up to be like, oh, this is what's going on? And the, just to just to see what would happen, just the, to see what craziness. But I think Phyrexia, New Phyrexia would be one of the major places to go. He'd have to have... <laughs> he'd have to have some kind of built-in reanimation clause, though, because he'd be like, I don't know if this is going to work, but it's going to be awesome! And sometimes it backfires. <laughs> oh my god. It doesn't matter how much I rip them. It doesn't matter how much I say, oh, at the end of the day, I'm an is it, aren't I? Yeah. Oh. Unfortunately. Oh, that's, oh. that's depressing. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna go now. I just have <laughs> all these epiphany moments. We're sorry, Brian. We didn't want to tell you. We really didn't. <laughs> You're going to go to an IA meeting? Is this anonymous? <laughs> yeah, but I don't think anybody would ever be able to make it through a whole meeting because they keep going, you know, welcome to, is it anonymous? And somebody else is like, I don't know, is it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be quiet now and let you guys finish. There's a loud, sharp bang over in the corner and, you know, one of the attendees is trying to explain how he was just trying to you know, overclock the coffee maker. <laughs> oh, my head. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm better. It should have worked. Here, taste this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You could make a combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, jam. <laughs> That taco smell. <laughs> Man. So really, it doesn't matter where Brian goes, does it? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Be uh, sure to make his own fun once he gets there. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What else were we doing with these? I was busy giggling at mine. Uh, enemies and allies in the storyline. Whether planeswalkers or other characters. I can already tell you, Garrick does not like this boy. No. No. Urzik <laughs> is like, stop that! I'm trying to hunt. You're scaring away the beasts. I think there's definitely a listen bob in there somewhere. <laughs> and Gideon Jura doesn't like him, but that's only because Gideon doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's because Brian hates Gideon Jura. And Gideon knows it. And he's offended. <laughs> What's the matter, bro? Just here to... Pump some iron, man. I don't remember our characterization for Gideon anymore. It's been too long. That was that was close. Maybe someday we'll finish that article. It was actually good. <laughs> Maybe someday. 
Hmm. What would be the, the, for his limit break, how much do you think that would be? Ooh. I don't know. Stuff like that is hard to guess at, since even now, even after as many years as they've been around, Planeswalkers are still kind of new. Even Wizards are still trying to figure out how to cost them properly. Yeah, we haven't really, we haven't really costed any of these yet. I don't, honestly, I don't know how. No, I think we just said minus X for your middle one just because it made sense. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That's probably a little too powerful though, considering what it did. But whatever. Yeah, you know. So I'm overpowered. It's true to life that way. <laughs> <laughs> so who who's Brian? Who likes Brian? I'm sure Rel Zarek does, but he's not here yet, so we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Um, I think I think Chandra might actually like his style. I was just thinking that, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe even maybe even Tezzeret does too. Tezzeret seems the type of guy to assemble a bunch of crazy contraptions and go nuts. One might almost say that he tinkers with things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's Brian. <laughs> that was worth unmuting for. Ooh. I can't think of planeswalkers all of a sudden. Gatherer. There's only so many of them. And many of them are irrelevant to the conversation. <laughs> Well, that's, that's probably good. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much, guys. That's very flattering. So I'm a crazy guy, and I like to do crazy things. And even though, like I said, I've never really felt like, is it? It sounds so much no, like me. So I know exactly who his ally would be. Uh, Nicobolus. Here's why. Because <laughs> Nicobolus has his fingers in everything, and if he sees Brian going and doing all this stuff, Nicobolus would just keep you around. Just so he had a comedy, he had something to laugh at. To be like, wah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> I guess I could live with being the amusement of the most powerful being in the universe, so as long as he doesn't eat me, I guess that's okay. Maybe I'll get some benefit from sticking around his clawiness. Yeah, I'll be think... like, man, engineering that massive cataclysm was exhausting. Let's flip over to Brian and see what he's up to. Ah, it blew up in his face. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that guy. All right, what's next? <laughs> Not all of my things blow up in my face, though. A lot I of think, them. I think I think Bolas would see the um would see the uh would see the intelligence behind what Brian is doing and be like, man, I gotta get in on this. See, I would think Nick Bolas would be like like Brian would be like a TV. The Nicobolus, it'd be like, Brian would be like a TV show about train wrecks, and Nicobolus would be like, I have to watch because I have to find out what happens. <laughs> if, the next words out of your mouth, if the next words out of your mouth are honey boo boo, I am leaving right no. now. No. Okay. I would never do that. You said train wreck, so. Act. <laughs> that's awful. Okay, well, that's about enough of me as I can take, so. I ch- since Chewie picked me, I'm gonna choose. Hmm, well, let's see. I have a fifty-fifty chance. I'm gonna pick Mike, and we'll save Dark for last. So Mike. All right. Oh man. Yeah, I figured when Chewie picked Brian that we would probably end up just going in introduction order anyway. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. 
Uh, all right, so Mike is highly, highly intelligent and logical. He's kind of like Spock, if Spock played magic. Um, he's got a background. I think Spock would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a background in engineering. Um, hmm. He's got a younger brother. There's all sorts of things we can try and use here. Oh, we didn't even mention the hot sister. Damn it. Ah, ha, ha, too late. <laughs> Hmm. So something I've noticed about Mike yes. uh, over the years is that if Mike isn't thinking about something, then that doesn't exist. <laughs> Mike knows most things about most things. About most things, so long as he's thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you there's distract a, him, he might not so much. There's got to be a way to use that, and other than just the general, oh, he knows a lot, so tutor for something, because that I feel, that I think gets to be a bit overdone. What if there's a way to use that knowledge to, oh, I know what that is, so now I use that to my benefit? Uh, sort of, well, how about like a tutor, but instead of putting it into his hands, he gets to do, like, make his, uh, the top of his library. Wait, And Brian is a monkey. What about something like you exile the top card of your library? So you're taking a card off of your library and you're exiling it. Um so that's kind of representing what you know, but then how do you use that? Um creatures you control have protection from um Creatures of the exile of the types of cards exiled by Mike. Something, you know, something where you reward mm-hmm. your deck by being diverse. You know, lots of things about lots of different things. You you get you get some benefit from it, uh, and it's even more so if the opponent happens to be playing those things. Does this? Uh, you see where I'm going here? Um, so it's like, hey, I know what you're doing over there, and I know all about it, and here's how I deal with it. Hmm. Do you see where I'm going? Is there a way to... Hmm. Maybe? Maybe? I'm trying to avoid jumping into the conversation. Yes, <laughs> you're, that's, what, that's what you're supposed to do. I would have been all over that last conversation. But um, <laughs> but you guys did a good job, so play by the rule. Uh, hmm. so how would we... How would that... What would the wording on that be? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Yeah, we're Something still like, trying to figure it out. Yeah, I'm something like uh, plus one, exile the top card of your library. Um, what if words I'm talking? What? What? What if just like Garrick, um, Garrick uh, Relentless? What if he is one of those very rare planeswalkers that actually has game text, like just all the time game text? Like the his plus one is. Exile the top card of your library and maybe like minus four or minus five, something big, exile target, uh, permanent you don't own or something like that. So for a, for a slight increase, you're removing one of your resources at random and for a big decrease, you point and click and remove something of theirs and then some sort of static ability like, um, creatures, uh, Creatures you control that share a type with cards exiled by Mike get plus one plus one or something, something like that, you know, something like that. 
Okay, I like so, I like the, the 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 general idea, but specifically, it's kind of dumb. Okay, okay, that's fine. But I like well, the, where you can you 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 plus a little bit to get remove something of yours at random, and minus a lot to remove something of theirs that you target. But uh-huh. as far as what you do with exiled cards, I don't know. Okay, yeah, and and I think the whole you know plus one for that just seems like not enough benefit for what you do, right? Um, Hmm. I like the idea they, of the, the static game text, too, where, you know, such and such happens with all the cards exiled by Mike. What if? But the, yeah, that's the thing that I think that would be that would Ooh. be well for his is that they're exiled, but in, in he exiles to remove a, 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 a thread or something of that sort from his. But something later on, like maybe the second ability or something like that needs to be that he can do something with that exiled card. Well, and that and that's what I'm trying to be able to do is to use those cards as a resource without necessarily playing them because then that feels a bit like Chewie's, you know, kill that or or set it up and then get it later because that I feel like we've already kind of explored that. So, um, but but if we can keep it exiled and still use it, what if it's something like you know exile um, plus one exile the top card of your library minus something big exile. A permanent you don't own, um, and then static like um, cards of the chosen type. And keep in mind card type, like creature, instant sorcery, etc. Cards of types exile. How do I how do I say this? Um, spe- or spells you control that share a type with a card exiled by Mike cost two less to cast. Would that be an emblem? I think you're breaking Mike. <laughs> it wouldn't be an emblem. Yeah, have, have you ever had that feeling where you want to start shouting at the TV, but there are other people in the room and you don't want to do it? <laughs> yes, and you don't have a choice. So go ahead and mute it and start shouting. That, 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 that wouldn't be an emblem. That would just be as long as Mike is on the battlefield, which I kind of like because then it's, you know, you're getting the benefit of Mike while he's around. <laughs> so Goodness he knows, I love getting the benefit of Mike while he's around. <laughs> but so, so you get the ben- so you know if you're plus after I'm gone, then it's just creepy. So if, <laughs> if you, it's just creepy, and you're left with all these exiled cards, and ugh. so you can. What do you think? What do you guys think of that? I mean, I, I like the idea. We just haven't implemented it in such a way that's not silly. You don't. You don't like the. Um, you don't like the making it cost less thing. Oh right, I forgot about that. I don't know. Still sounds kind of unwieldy. It sounds very complicated. Well, it's Mike. Yes. It's Mike. Yes. Uh, and Mike would understand how this works perfectly. But how? But the I thing is, is when you you activate it, how do you how do you register that the the ability's been activated or not activated? I, are you having trouble with that last ability? Is that what? Yes. You, okay, that's what we're saying. Like. Garrick Relentless, if you look at Garrick Relentless, he has text that is always on, which is whenever he's, uh, whenever he has less than three loyalty, flip him. That's not an ability that has to be activated. It's some, it's, it might as well be game text on any other card. Um, oh, gotcha. It, it, it's like hexproof or whatever. So then this Mike would have a couple abilities and he would always have the ability of cards that he has exiled uh, give you some sort of benefit. Like the the illustration was spells that you cast that share a card type uh, with 
at least one card exiled by Mike costs two less to cast. So if you have exiled either one of your creatures through that the random or point and click and, and exiled one of their creatures, then then your creatures would then cost two less. Hey, you've got that thing, I'm you're playing with that thing and I know how it works. So I get the benefit. So if they were to if they were to exile a sorcery, then all then your sorceries would cost two less. Bingo. Okay. Or if you if yeah if you were to hit one of your own sorceries, so I guess you could I guess rather than having the second ability be a point and click, although that would be a good way to have him defend himself, you could have it do um, exile off of somebody else's library. That way you could hit instants and sorceries. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a way to hit instants and sorceries except for your own. Chewie, what do you think? Maybe. Oh, this is getting into weird territory here. I don't. I didn't mean to completely take this over. If you guys have any other ideas, I just had this idea. But. And it's very Mike. It's very Mike. Mm-hmm. And it's you, hard to deal like, with, which makes I, I it do even more it Mike. So far. Do you do you, do we like the second ability being? Wait, would you say like Mike? a zero ability? I said I do enjoy it so far. Oh, good. Um, do we like this? Do we like the second ability being a removal, or do we want it to be more of? Off the off the library or hand or hand or something like that. Do we want it to be removal or not? His first ability is a removal. Well, the the first ability is uh, at least as it stands right now uh, is the off of your own library because that's how you. Um, although I, I guess it could be one of your own, but the first ability I I think should be getting some benefit from your own thing, like you're giving up something of yours. And and I agree with that. And the the thing is is that. And not to pick on Mike or anything too much, but there have been times where Mike has done something that to <laughs> himself, which has resulted in him not putting himself at a disadvantage. You're thinking of the demons, aren't you? Well, should there be a demon? No, there's many times that's happened. <laughs> Didn't Mike kill himself with someone else's... Um, yeah, m- m- I was hoping that Mike would keep drawing cards and drawing cards, and eventually he drew himself to a point where was he was going to deck himself fruition. the next turn. It was my fourth fruition. That's what it he was. He was like, let's go crazy. And he apparently went crazy because everybody <laughs> was like, okay, Mike. So, um, see, I think the, I think the best way to keep it balanced would be to have the first ability be, um, right. and I, I, thinking through it, I kind of like, I know I started with the library, but I kind of like that because then it's a, it's almost too easy to just go, okay, pitch this card from my hand. You have a little too much control. It should definitely be something random. Yeah, I, I really do like that because the thing is, is that he exiles something. Someone else, you know, he can exile. I put down target permanent, so that means if he wants to make his creatures cost less, then he can say, "Hey, that thing's dead." So you like that? Or that as, thing's exiled, and then so that you, means that now his thing costs two less. So do you? So then you like that as the second ability, as far as the "Hey, that thing's gone," and by the way, now mine costs less. Well, that's the plus one ability I have. the The second one is the zero, like like Garrick Relentless, where it's cards of the type cards that share a type with. Garrick, you're you're really missing this. The it's not a zero activation. It's just there. It's just there. Look at get look at. Garrick. Okay, I got what, you. What What are you saying? Is that the cost reduction ability is not a loyalty ability? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just an ability. It's not okay. a zero or anything. Okay. 
Actually, actually, just pull up Garrick Relentless and gather and look at. I, I have. Okay, but then, he's got a zero, and that's yeah. what I thought you guys were talking about. No, we're talking about that very, that very first top one. Got yeah, you. I got you. So the first, the first ability uh, uh, would be exile the top card of your library. The second ability would be would be like would be like a plus or something, and the second ability would be a. Get rid of that other thing. Yeah, minus uh, it, a substantial amount and exile yeah. target yeah, permanent be, you don't own. Yeah, it should it should be it should be um, substantial because it's removal, it's exile, and I like the don't own because then it, again it's still harder. You're not setting up your own thing because yeah. yeah. What do you think, Chewy? I, I like all of these things now that we've got it figured out. What the hell is a limit break for this? I, does he need a limit break? Ooh, he could be like a Gideon and just do cool things. I guess, uh, I guess you could have some sort of crazy limit break, like you may cast all spells exiled with Mike without paying their mana cost. But like I said before, I, I, you don't, you really don't want it to be too. I think that would just turn me into Karn. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. And, and, And we don't want to turn it into another. Oh, here's another um, living death sort of thing. So um, you could have a you could have another limit break that still ties around these sorts of things. Um, what's something crazy you could use the, the the number of exile cards for? Like, oh my god! What? Oh my god! Minus twelve. Uh, target uh, opponent takes x loses x life or x is the total mana cost. Uh, converted mana cost of all cards exiled with my. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know, man. But hey, but it's also working against that other minus ability, which we already said was going to be pretty substantial. So if you then remove their biggest thing, it's going to take you a multitude of turns to get back up. Or you might get lucky when you're doing your plus one and go, oh look. I exiled Draco because you know this is what I built the deck to do. Next turn, um, kill you. Kind of like a good old fashioned win condition, or something. Something. It doesn't have to be that. That's just an idea. Doing something maybe with the converted mana cost. Not a Sphinx's revelation for the mana cost. That's awful. This is hard. <laughs> this is why we don't work for wizards. <laughs> One of the many reasons. <laughs> What colors is Mike? That's something we really didn't discuss. With the Mike is whatever the hell color he wants to be. <laughs> this these abilities so far feel kind of like blue white because they do the most. Okay, good. I was just thinking blue white, so that's good. So what does blue white do for a wing condition other than counter things and animate its land and give it squadron hawk swords? <laughs> Got there. That's that's actually a silly question, but it's a real question. Like, what is something blue white that that they do for winning? Flyers, uh, and control. Was it the the eater of days? What is it? <laughs> was the big flying blue thing that? Or was Sky it blue? Flower? Maybe it was an artifact. Uh, I don't want to say world slayer. What, what, what does it do? Tell us what you're thinking of. What it, it was does. a big flying thing that it essentially, like, if it... I don't remember. Did it! <laughs> oh. 
man, you had me right there, and I'm like, Eater oh. of Days. The, the it's an artifact. Flying trample like, comes into play. You skip two, skip your next two up in the turns. But it's a huge flying creature. That's the what it was. Never mind. <laughs> like it's um, cheap, but you skip your your next two turns. Which, uh, Mike, do you like angels? Angels are great. Um, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to rush you guys or anything, but I do want to point out that you spent more time trying to sort out my card than we did answering Chewie's whole thing or answering Brian's whole thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, You're a hard person to pin down. You are much more complicated than either of us. <laughs> do we want to leave off a limit break and just use those other things, or do we want a limit break? I really know if he needs a limit break. Maybe just another ability that deals with the... The exiled cards, like not necessarily something game breaking like you're talking about, but just something that uses the exiled cards for something other than making stuff cheaper. Sure, that, that's fine. I I still think that you know using it like bringing it back into play would be something because that would be like a Mike thing to do, like almost like a what is it, the wishes, where you can pull something that's an, an exile card, a card that's out of play, and put it back into play. Mike is pretty good about about not caring if he loses crap. He like the I know that Dirk, you and I hate to lose stuff, and we we always work in ways to get it back. Mike doesn't give a damn. That's true. <laughs> Mike's like, yeah, like all this crap. I don't even care. Okay, you next turn. We're like, damn. <laughs> well, in that case, Mike should have a fling ability of some sort. He takes target exile card and deals damage equal to the converted mana cost. Oh, dude, wait, wait oh, yeah. Oh, oh, he, can, oh, oh, oh. he can un-exile cards somehow. Yes, yes, he can put it from the exiled zone. Take a card that's exiled with Mike. Um, it deals damage to target player equal to its convert mana cost. Then you put that card into its owner's graveyard. Or bottom of library or something. Or bottom of library. Bo- bottom of library is safer. It's even safer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boom, we like got that. it. Oh, yeah. So it's still not a limit break. It's still just another ability. It's still, nice. it's still another ability, but... It's a way to like cycle through, like, okay, well, I exiled this card, and I don't really need to make that cheaper. I've got two sorceries under there, so hey, you take some, and and kind of recycle them through. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I like that. Team effort. Like, that that really came are, together really well at the last minute. I like. Well, it. there you go, there you go. So, Mike, what do you think of your before that? <laughs> before before we get before we get into the flavor, what do you think of your Planeswalker card? I think it's really good. I admit I was getting worried several times during that conversation. Like it, 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 it came out really well at the end right there. That's awesome. Cool. And it creates a good tension because now you're losing an exiled card to do something else. So it goes mm-hmm. right back into the removing resources that mm-hmm. we just got done talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's go Let's go flavor-wise. And, Mike, you can shut up again. So, <laughs> Damn <laughs> Well, it's just that you're not allowed to dictate what's happening with your guy. So I, I definitely see Mike going to hang out with the Soratami if they'll have him, or at least going to the school at Minimo, Miyama, on Kamigawa. Something like that. What up, rabbit bitches? (laughs) And going, hey, I'm a smart guy. You're some smart people. Show me some stuff. And they're like, okay, cool. Here's our books. He's like, word. Um, I, I see, I see that. Yeah. Showing up at the school of the unseen before it got blown up, being like, "Yo, guys, I'm gonna teach y'all something." Yeah, they may have a horrible accent. Yeah, I'm sure Blue may just gotta study something somewhere. So, um, 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 
So does Jace really like Mike, or does he really hate Mike? I think he kind of is one of these sort of not sure about each other, because they're both, they both have the potential to do crazy things, so it's kind of keep each other close just to kind of gauge each other and, and kind of determine how much of a threat the other one is, which for Jace might be easier because he can read minds. Um, but Mike is also very good at reading people, so I think it's sort of a cautious sizing up with Jace. <laughs> oh, um, so we name his middle ability, you're a funny guy, go away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can see um I can see Mike and Soren getting along very well together because they're both kind of men of few words. Have you ever noticed that Mike doesn't say anything unless you address him? Like right now. <laughs> but no, I mean Soren, you know, is a little a little crazy, but for the most part he's he's a serious guy with serious issues with serious um agendas. And, uh, Mike is, in fact, a serious guy with serious issues. Yeah, serious problems. <laughs> well, both of them try to do the right thing more often than not. Soren's motives are questionable, but he's trying to save at least two planes. So even though he's black-aligned, he's purely on the side of pretty good for black. So, yay, Soren. Um, I think... The only one that uh, came to mind for me was Vincer, but... I don't think Mike and Vincer, I think they would have a love-hate relationship in terms of, like, they, they're both blue, uh, blue, white. blue, white, and they're sort of, they, they have, uh, unique tactics in order to get what, do what they do. But I think that, again, they, they would end up bumping heads with each other. Like, they would work well to with each other sometimes, but not all the times. Yeah, I think Mike would get over it though. <laughs> You'd be like, are dead. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I can see Mike and Karn hanging out, honestly. Uh, yeah. Just you shooting the probably. breeze. Like, hey man, what'd you exile today? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, Karn, Karn is pretty much a living repository of knowledge, so there you go. Um, I don't see, going to enemies, I don't see him getting along with, um, Sarkon the Mad at all, because. <laughs> Mike is gone! <laughs> Crazy. Mike just exiled himself. Damn it, Karn. Oh. Mike is now on the call, so we can say whatever we want. So uh, Mike sucks. Whoops. <laughs> Boo. Oh, so, lame. But uh, just finishing up on Mike, I think Mike would not get along very well with Sarkon Ball at all because Sarkon has kind of lost his mind, and I don't think Mike has much patience for people who are actually clinically insane. Oh, man, I could see Sarkon like, the dragon speaks to me, Mike, just turning and looking at me and going, ah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We need to leave. <laughs> okay. He's driving you crazy. He's driving me crazy. All right, so I think that does it for Mike. So, Mike, who do we cover next? Um, Bill. Call Bill. <laughs> oh, Long enough. It's time to go after Dirk. It's time to go after Dirk. So okay, okay Dirk. God, this should be like five I, minutes. I know. I know long. you're. I know you're usually so chatty, but um. Dirk. Yeah. Okay, Dirk has. There has to be some sort of destroy everything that damaged Dirk. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, there has to be something like that. Kind of like, kind of like Vraska's, um, plus Yeah, something. Because you, you don't, you don't mess with Dirk. He, Dirk's like, you don't want to do that. And then you, yeah, dude, and you poke Dirk, and Dirk's like, all right, and now you're gonna die. <laughs> um, maybe instead of just a straight up Vraska, what if it's like, um, plus one, or it might be a minus, um, put X, one one elf tokens onto the battlefield where X is the amount of damage you lost last turn. I don't know how easy that would be to track. Like, hmm. usually you need something to remember that. Poor Mike. Hmm. Uh, but so, so, something like that where it's like you so, something where it's it's like okay you hit me for a little bit so now uh, I get a bunch of guys. Hmm. Or either we Mike had to had to drop out for a second because but I was saying either like you get X one one elf tokens where X is the amount of damage that was dealt to him last turn although that's kind of weird. Yeah, or, how, about, how about instead um, we 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 go with like I, I know what you're doing like we do your idea for the result, but we take Vraska as an example and just set it up as a delayed triggered ability. Gotcha. So uh, plus one until your next turn, whenever uh, damage is dealt to you or dark this turn, or or just dark whichever way. Um, yeah, you get that much awesome stuff. You get that many elf tokens. Man, that sounds yeah. Crazy. That actually is pretty freaking good. So so yeah, what else does dark do? Dark's a teacher. Dark works with kids. <laughs> Dirk has a three. Well, there's got to be some with a three-three with trample. <laughs> Dirk, Dirk producing more kids. Well, that kind of ties into that too. It, oh, it does, kind of doesn't like it? Engines. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Te- teaching is interesting, though. I think that would um, have something to do with giving your creature some sort of ability. <laughs> That's Ooh. true. That's true. Uh, maybe um, some sort of Gable Angel Fire effect, where it's like. Plus one until your uh, until end of turn creatures you control gain your choice of trample flying or first strike until end of turn something like that. I like that. Yeah, and and Dirk can be the planeswalker in our group who gets two plus abilities. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. So you get a bunch of guys and then you can start giving them abilities. Um, now, would it be creatures you control or would it be creature tokens you control? So well, let's just say creatures you let's just, okay. let's just say creatures you control. Creatures you control. Because, yeah, then, because because like um taking Elspeth as an example, she could give that plus three and plus three and fly to anybody. Yeah. Not just the soldiers she made. Yeah, but and she only does it one at a time though. That's why we're not pumping the creatures, we're just giving them an ability. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Not, yeah, we're not pumping otherwise On board. And if we do it for creatures you control, then otherwise you're kind of relying on them to hit you. So it's a little too like well I, I it doesn't have a way of getting you ahead. So this way you can choose whichever one is appropriate for the situation. Yeah, I would say um, tramp. You would choose between trample, vigilance, or something else that would make sense that Green has. Death touch. He can be green blue though, so I would almost say flying. Flying is a little powerful to give all your guys flying. That is. That is kind of like a. And I win. Yeah. Well, you can say trample or trample, trample, um, vigilance or reach. Uh, not until end of turn. It would be until your next turn. 
That'd be two until your next turn abilities. And um, hmm. what do you think about choosing whole... between trample vigilance and lifelink? Oh, because it's dirt, <laughs> duh. Yeah, that would be you. Wow, I'm thinking right now of angelic skirmisher and just how good it is. Yeah, the the difference here is that you you get to use her ability, you know, um, once every turn, but Dark's planes. The, the loyalty ability on the planeswalker just once every turn cycle, that's so true, that true. that helps a little bit. So so it, so it's trample, vigilance, or lifelink. Yeah, those are your choices. That, that seems that like seems that. Dirkish. That's good. It's a good way to to pull ahead, and it does create some tension where you've got like two or three creatures, but you think you might want more if you see an attack is coming, so you kind of want to encourage them to not attack. Mm-hmm. Got some tension between which mode do you choose? All right. I like that. So then, what are you building up to? What are you building? Not an overrun. No. No. That's that's some that's some weak sauce for Derek overrun. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's too easy. We need something gotta, better than that. But it's it's got to be something that says boom. I kind of like the idea of more more guys, like lots more guys, either big guys. Or like lots more guys. Like for each creature you control, put a token onto the battlefield as a copy of that creature. Uh. Mm. What is that called? That's lots more creatures. Is that parallel evolution or parallel something? Parallel evolution just copies tokens. I don't know if there's something that does exactly that. I don't think exactly I don't think there is anything that just gives you a token copy for every non token and token creature you control. I could yeah. do that. Yeah, I don't think there is. So hey, cool. breaking new ground. Hmm. Take them out, take your creatures, and you see all your creatures, you know, you got another one of all of them. Do we want to say non-legendary, or do we want to just kind of say, well, if you're doing that, you got to take it? Um, I don't... I see Dirk as basically just being a... Um, I don't. I don't like him almost having a downside. Does that make sense? <laughs> that makes perfect sense. It does. Yeah, Dirk doesn't so do non- downsides. So non-legendary then. So for each non-legendary creature you control, uh, put a token onto a battlefield with a copy of that creature. Yeah, awesome. parallel evolution and, and reach the redeemed are the only ones that I, I did a search for the words <laughs> for each creature put a token copy, and not in any sort of just just all those words. Yeah. yeah. And I got, uh, yeah, I got Reese the Redeemed and Parallel Evolution are the only ones that do stuff like that. And they only copy tokens. And they only copy tokens, yeah. So we might be breaking new ground here because it's fairly uh-huh. ridiculous. Okay, so again, Dirk's first plus is the get dudes for however much you hurt me. Or Dirk, I guess. I think it needs to be either because it's just too easy to go. Well, then I'm just gonna attack and kill the player. So, hmm. yeah. Does Vraska's first ability ever actually hit anybody? I'm sure it has. Yeah, but I guess if it's a one for one trade, they'll go ahead and swing at her for the full amount. Maybe. Mm. That's that's a pretty big one that you're trading for, her, though. That is a good point. Mm. Oh, well. that was an aside. <clears throat> and then Dirk's second one is. Until end of turn, all of your dudes get one of these abilities. And it mm. was Trample, trample Life Link, Vigilance. vigilance? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Is that really a plus? 
Should that be I like a know. zero? Maybe that should be a zero. It could be a zero. I can see that as a zero. Yeah. Now that we say it out loud as a plus, it seems too good. Yeah. <clears throat> zero. We'll do zero. Got that taco smell. So and then his his limit break. Hang on, my brain farted. Yeah, for each non-legendary creature you control. Right, right. You get a copy of copy of that creature. Yeah. That's I play with that. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a good card. I like it a lot. Dirk, what do you think? I like it. I've actually been typing these up so that I can email them to Chewy. So I figured you were because you kept double checking everything. So, because <laughs> I think it'd be interesting if we uh, what the listeners think of these abilities. And there's a lot of question marks because I'm not sure what we what would be the the cost of it. But like I said, it'd be interesting to see what <laughs> what the thought is. <laughs> we'll pass it to Mike for templating, and then we'll throw it up on the forums for discussion. Ah-ha! There you go. So where does dirt go? Where does dirt go? Where doesn't dirt go? <laughs> I have to ask a question of Dirk while he's here. Dirk, do you ever go camping or not really? I go camping. I, I used to. I'm, I'm intending whenever the little ones decide that they're going to be in scouts or anything like that, I will definitely do more camping. But I enjoy it. Hmm. I'm reminded of a dirty joke. But let's not go there. Well, because <laughs> I'm wondering if Dirk wouldn't, Dirk the Planeswalker wouldn't mind taking on some of the adventures on Zendikar. I think the Planeswalker Dirk definitely would. Yeah. Hanging out there. Royal. Screw the Royal. I got this. <laughs> watch out for Eldrazi. <laughs> Eldrazi, psh, watch this. <laughs> Look at all these dudes. <laughs> Get hanging him. Out, hanging out in the vast wood. <laughs> oh, you need some more guys? Here you go. Oh, man. Dirk could go hang out on... Uh... Oh, crap. Place with the hippodrome, damn it. Um, uh, Segovia? Segovia and be uh, worshipped as a god. <laughs> <laughs> but that would creep him out so he wouldn't hang out there very often. Yeah, that, that'd just get weird. They could be like, I don't know, really? Eh, maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> I'll just go, I'll just go. So who likes Dirk? Clearly, Nissa likes Dirk. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he that's, and Nissa. That's wow. That that's yeah, that's not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining Nissa swooning a little bit right now, actually. <laughs> He's so dreamy. <laughs> you make elves, I make elves. Yeah. So that means Nessa would actually be Chelsea, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can just sit around and make all the dudes. <laughs> I think uh, Raska will probably wouldn't like him so much because he's ripping off her shtick. Like you know, I get the feeling. I get the feeling Liliana would just absolutely despise him and his attitude and what he's up to. What makes you say that? Um, you know, just because he's so uh, noble and tied to the the life force of the planes and creating and everything like that, Liliana would just like. Uh, yeah, I think I think even if she wasn't necessarily opposed to him she would kind of find him blase and just oh another tree hugger how beautiful blah 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 <laughs> she, she doesn't have much respect for most things for people 
I think uh, I think Dirk and uh, a Johnny Goldmane would get along pretty well. I think yeah. so. Yeah, definitely. Hanging out in Naya from time to time. Cause, and then a Johnny could make all those dudes bigger. Yeah. yeah. Make them all awesomer. <laughs> we could rock this town. We built this city on rock and roll. Yeah. That's true. Rock and roll and lots of tokens. <laughs> For some reason, between him and Garrick, I kind of see the thing where... You know, there are those two guys who are friends, but they they root for sports teams that have been bitter rivals for decades. Yeah, one went to Carolina and one went to Duke. Yeah, <laughs> but but they're still they're still buds. But they have that one thing that's like, come on, man, what's your yeah. problem? I get that you're into the whole green thing, but you know you're doing it wrong. No, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Always trying to show off and one up to get the guy. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I maybe that I think that's what I really wanted to express. They'd be trying to show off and one up the other all the time. I make bigger dudes. Oh well, I make more dudes. Oh well, well. <laughs> Look at all my worms. Oh well, I don't care so much about all your worms. Look at all my everything. <laughs> Here's a wolf of oh. death touch. Never mind. <laughs> well, you hit me, so bam. <laughs> Because Dirk will hold a bit of a grudge, so. What kind of weapon? So Garrick has the big axe. What kind of weapon is Dirk holding in his art? Hmm. I'm thinking a hammer. I was thinking, I was thinking yeah. a hammer. That's weird. No, no, I gotta go with polearm. Ooh, polearm. Hmm. I don't know what that means. You know what a polearm is. Yes, I know what a polearm is. <laughs> Something maybe bladed on one end and blunt on the other. <laughs> I said blunt. Huh. Did we miss anything with Dirk? I don't think so. Not for main talking points. Word. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we didn't screw it all up. I know, right? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> listeners, before we actually hit record, we're like, this is going to be terrible, but screw it, we'll wing it. I said, hey, have faith. These things tend to turn out. And everybody's like, yeah, sure they do. This is my solution to everything is to start talking. <laughs> and if the idea just is, is terrible, then the guys will let you know. And if it's actually pretty good, they'll be like, yeah. Be one of those. Yep. Just like we'll that. Just keep talking. Word. So, it's almost 930. Should we go ahead and call it? Yes. yes we should. <laughs> everybody. That was good. And yet everybody said, yeah. <laughs> All right, then. So, uh, final thoughts, Mike? Final thoughts. Uh, I'm glad this wasn't actually the bad episode of the Manipool. <laughs> turned out really well. All of our cards all of our cards are really awesome, actually. They turned out great. These cards are real, real cool. Um, Why don't we work at Wizards? <laughs> because we can't do this consistently. All right. right. <laughs> uh, like, I know, like, some people think, you know, when they design cards, like, oh, I hope Wizards doesn't steal my idea. Like, no, Wizards, you should totally steal these ideas because they're great, and we all want to play with them, like, right now. Like, Is it really bad when I say something like, I want to play with my cell? No. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to finish that. <clears throat> Don't feel bad, Ryan. I want to play with yourself, too. <laughs> That's not any better at all. That's a 
the name of this episode? Is this banana pool number 270 playing with ourselves? <laughs> no, I don't think it is. No, that, 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 no. Yeah, that, that's, that's like, you're right on the edge there and you're like, uh, is this a bad idea? Yes, Probably. it's a horrible idea. Uh, anyway, okay. Luckily, yeah. we're not, we're, luckily, we're not one of those shows that has to be edgy to have content. Yeah, we're too good to be edgy. Bam! I mean, <laughs> so we'll keep going, Mike. Sorry. Uh, that's it. Damn it, Mike. <laughs> so who goes after Mike? It's always Mike first because Mike forgets. So I, guess I usually then we, go after- we default to normal order, right? I I, I usually go after Mike, and I'm um. I'm just tired, but aside from complaining about moving, and it's not even so much. We haven't even picked out a new place. It's just trying to get this place ready to go in the market. But, you know, I complain, but my life is good. Things are good. Um, happy with my job. Happy with most things. Just kind of stressful right now with everything going on. So, But otherwise, I'm good. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to be like, woe is me or whatever. I'm just going to. I'm just gonna say life is good, and I'm not gonna go into it because otherwise I'll st- I'll get off on something and I'll just be like ah. So no, good, yay, done, tired. I guess that's you, Dirk. Uh, it's been very interesting the past couple past a little bit. And again, if uh, there's a week where I I disappear, then I'll let you guys guess what happened. Or the guys will just you know, spill the beans and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, Dirk's not here because of the baby, the new baby, the yeah, next 3-3 three, three with Trample. I'm guessing it'll be because you populated. Yes, that'd be tr- that'd be correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, today today was an interesting day. I'm just hoping that it improves because it was very stressful today. Well, today doesn't have much longer to improve, which in and of itself can be a good thing. Well, I mean, like the the week in general, that the the week oh. the week improves. Today was a pretty rough day because not only did the, the, the bricks the Braxton Hicks, Hicks yeah. stuff happen, but Trevor apparently has a stomach bug, and so uh, he has had some he has had some nuclear diarrhea. Ooh, <laughs> sorry about that, listeners. Because now I can't stop listening and I can't stop hearing the words nuclear diarrhea. <laughs> so I want to apologize to you guys too. <laughs> to have to visualize and be like, what would that be like? Well, yeah, I, take- I can't. I can't stop hearing the noise that I imagine that would. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It was so bad it kicked my off. <laughs> once you have a kid, or as we said, once you kid, kid. Phrases like nuclear diarrhea just don't surprise you anymore. Because I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, I know what that means. You know, personal experience. You know, oh nuclear diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't shock me at all. I'm, I'm, I feel bad for him, but I'm like, yep, been there, done that. Well, not done that, but you know. Uh. Was the nuclear diarrhea sound so bad it kicked you off the internet, Mike? <laughs> oh, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> This, there's another name not for this episode. <laughs> Manifold <laughs> number 270, nuclear diarrhea. <laughs> okay, then. So, I guess that leaves me, then, because, buh. And, yeah, I... Actually, I realized a little while ago that 
if it wasn't for like the the the, the magic and podcasting thing, my life would suck. So I love you guys and you listener guys and girls and and assorted other. Yeah, I get to go to Vegas because of the listeners. Awesome. And I get to. Uh, I'm really thinking of going going to Pittsburgh. Christian from the uh, Off Color Cast. Excuse me. Offered me uh, uh, his other bed in his hotel room. He's like, dude, I'm not using it. I was like, well, where is it? He's like, oh, it's attached to the convention center. I'm like, I can't afford that. I'm going for budget friendly, not convenience. He's like, I don't want your stinking North Carolina money. I'm like, oh, oh, I just gotta figure out gas money. Thinking of selling all my chocolate. Oh, I did that already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, oh well, if I am going to Pittsburgh, I will let you know. JT, if I go to Pittsburgh, you better be there, man. If only for a minute. Man, man, man. Phil, I know you don't listen still, but uh, never mind, you don't listen still. <laughs> oh, that's sad. I didn't know that. Well, I know he doesn't play anymore, but he still follows us on Twitter and whatnot. I don't know if he actually listens. Oh, okay. But, oh well. Yeah, I got nothing. I'm going to try real, real hard to get the... Uh, the episode up from last week, either tonight, which is looking doubtful because it's 9.30 already, or tomorrow. So if it's not up tonight, it's definitely going up tomorrow. That's just no – there's no question. So I'm going to work on it tonight and see if I can get it up. Not that anyone cares because they've already heard it at this point, so never mind. Damn you, time dilation. So other than that uh, – Is that where they put drops in your time? Yeah, yeah, and they blow the air in it, you know? Yeah, ooh, I hate that part. You, you, hmm. So the usual stuff. We've got the forums. Uh, link is in every uh, every episode to the forums. There's actually a link in every episode to this uh, show's topic. Is it safe to not go alone? Uh, actually, it's kind of safe to go alone. You're never gonna get through this if it's up to me. It's true. Yeah. Shut up, Brian. Uh, <laughs> pretend we're talking about your planeswalker and mute yourself. Ah. <laughs> So, yeah, the thecardshark.freeforums.org. Uh, if you feel like writing something about magic, please do and send it to me uh, at submissions at cardshark.com, and I will put it up on cardshark.com. Oh, dude, I met a guy at Charlotte who was like, so my girlfriend sent you an article. I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, it was about this, and this was her name. And I'm like, this doesn't sound familiar at all. He goes, well, I feel bad because you say, you know, if it's if it's bad, you'll just pretend you didn't get it. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, no, really, dude, that doesn't sound familiar. Tell her to send it again. It must have gone to my spam. I'm sorry. <laughs> I felt I, I forgot to, to tell you guys that I felt so bad. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> She's always saying, bad. send us a send us an article, man. I'll send him an article, and it didn't go. To the, uh... He said he'd ignore it, and he pretended he didn't get it, and then he, he didn't say anything. I'm like, well, that's my bad. I, in this case, I honestly didn't get it. Hmm. So, yeah. Did you eventually get it? Not yet. Now I feel bad again. Oh, I'm a bad person. So, let's see. There's Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at the Manipool. I do lots of random nonsense tweeting, usually about the shows I posted on MTG, MTG Cast, but occasionally I jump out of that and actually talk to people and do things and post funny things and whatnot. I was tweeting the hell out of some pictures from uh, 
the GP. I need to put those somewhere else. Oh, well. Talk about that later. Uh, email dorks at themanapool.com. Send us an email. Brillo Brand. Oh, jam. Okay, I threw all those out at once. Yeah, I'm tired. So we're going to call it there. We're also on Facebook. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, quite a while ago, I, I completely forgot to mention this on the show and I felt bad. I recorded an episode with uh, Card Advantage, you know, Clues' uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. We talked about hate. Uh, not like racism, racism but like uh, uh, hate in magic and the various kinds of hate. And I actually went through <laughs> the two hate cards that were in each color in Alpha and to, to give them perspective because none of them have been playing for that long, you know, like Alpha long. To, to give them some perspective on how hate, how how awful and terrible hate was back in the day, uh, color hate anyway. Oh yeah. And and they were all like, "Buh!" about that. So, but I also <laughs> recorded. By awful and terrible, you mean for the person on the receiving end? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> hate is not even close to the right word. It's like it's like genocide. <laughs> But uh, I also recorded this weekend with the Retro League. Uh, where were we? Yeah, the Retro League. We did. We we're talking about the end of the NES, and it was really good. And Rob, they actually used Google Google Plus Google Hangouts, and they did an on-air hangout. So when we were done, it recorded. It posted straight to Rob's YouTube. So if anyone wants to hear a rough. Uh, unedited version of that show, but with video, uh, you can check that out. I'll put the link in the show notes, and also it'll be up on the Retro League's feed later. And if anyone is an old-school gamer, you should totally check it out, because those guys are really good. They talk about it. basically anything from PlayStation 1 and older. Occasionally PS2 stuff will will sneak in. So yeah, and I'll, uh, they're they're one of the few... Podcasts that I actually listen to, and I don't actually listen to any magic podcasts anymore because I don't have time, and I feel bad about that. But yeah, so go check that out. I'm gonna stop talking now. So this has been episode 270 of the Manipool. <laughs> Not the bad episode. <laughs> Thank you all very much for listening, and uh, go play some magic. <laughs>